Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Today is a beautiful day because God has made it. I just want to go into God's word because God has something powerful on for us on this day. I have my Bible open, my book ready and ready to expound on what Jesus Christ has for his children on this glorious day again. So let's get into his word. Uh, let's start with the book of Ruth. Uh, we will start with chapter one, uh, beginning at verses one through 15, but we'll see how far we can get into, uh, which one, but today he has, God has a very powerful word for us, not just for you, for us. That means it channels my heart and help fix me. And so we do have a topic, we do have a point, and we do have words to expound on and to give it out to others. So again, let's begin in the book of Ruth, a very familiar chapter or familiar book, but let me not share so much of uh, so much in advance, but uh, this is going to be a twisted message meaning in a good way. It's not going to be what you expect. It's going to be something totally different. And it's going to be a word full of faith, hope, and encouragement. So let us begin. And Ruth chapter 1. Let's see. Ruth chapter 1. And I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version, the Harper Collins Study Bible. So it reads this way. In the days when the judge ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons, the name of the man was Elmamach, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malone and Chilion. They were Ephraites from the Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Emelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These two Moabites' wives, uh, the name of the one was Opa, and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about ten years, both Milan and Chilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Then she started to return with her daughters-in-laws from the country of Mobad, for she had heard in the country of Mobad that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. So she sat out from the place where she had been living, she and her two daughters-in-laws, and they went on their way to go back to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord granteth you may find security, each of you in your house of the husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. Then she said to her, no one will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why would you go with me? Do I still have sons in my wombs that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way. For I'm too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should 
have a husband tonight and bear sons, will you wait for them till they grown? Would you refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it have been far more better for me than for you, because the hand of the Lord have turned against me. Then they wept again. Opa, or Opai, kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So she says, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. The final verse is 16. But Ruth said, do not press me to leave you or turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. And if I had a word for today to encourage you, meaning I can't turn back. As you notice, as the history of this story about Naomi, the mother of two sons who was married, who husband died, then her two sons died as well. A woman who heard that God found favor on another country, that they were going to go forth. But before she left, she wanted her daughters to depart, to go away, to go back to their findings because she has nothing else left for them. But in her dismay, she did have something wonderful for them. She has something beautiful that she didn't understand at that moment. And the same thing with Opa or Ope, she laughed and said, okay, since you want me to go, I will go. But the most beautiful thing in that moment, before they even departed amongst her, she being Naomi, showed compassion to her daughters-in-law. She showed so much compassion that she even gave them a benediction through her story. May God bless you. May he help you. May he guide you. May he help you to be fruitful because I have done my job. This was such a passionate mother-in-law that it just blew my mind just to imagine to have a beautiful mother-in-law who welcomes you in with open arms. But ma'am, sir, I will tell you on this day and age in 2020... The marriages now that we have seen uh, with mothers-in-law or potential mothers-in-laws who we have seen on reality shows with families sharing their discomfort to the potential new wife and how they don't like her attitude. She won't money. She too bossy and she never speak. Now, this is the family of the groom-to-be who family is not too happy of the choice that he has made. And then we have the bride-to-be, her family sharing their dislike about the new potential husband. He has kids. Uh, He's been married. He's not ready. He's not ready. He's not ready. These are the type of shows that we are seeing on television about uh, saying uh, my family or my marriage, or is it called my family or my spouse? But mm, I had to really think about that and really have to say, is it really worth it uh, to get your family involved into matters of the hearts or the matters of the person that you have been courting the person that you have been dating? Yes, we want family to come together as a whole and so forth. But in this case, as we saw Naomi, ah, she was a beautiful woman. But as I continue to think about the shows that they have inflicted on us on television to show us what marriage supposed to be or what marriage 
may be or what marriage may become uh, when your family don't get along or if your family is jealous, envy or instigators or try to start things within the family. But my Bible tells me that when once a man get married, Therefore, Mark 10, 9 says, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate, let no man put asunder. Also, my Bible tells me in Genesis chapter two, verse 24, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Uh, and then many are looking for that virtuous woman, that virtuous woman who can be found in Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. It starts off by saying, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Who is this woman that they speak of? <laughs> is that that love and hip hop woman always got something, a flip mouth, a flip tongue, a flip attitude and a flip way, always want things her way? Is it that woman that is on the love and hip hop uh, show or the basketball wife saying that how great they have it and how great things they need? Or is the Potomac or Potomac wives of, of, of that land that they talking about all they gorgeous gowns of the things that they have encountered the rubies and the things on their finger and they all get in an attitude and they get angry with one another. What about Mary to medicine? We have these wonderful doctors who can get ghetto within a matter of minutes. Uh, they even got the women who fight against each other. We see divorces and families being torn apart. Or is it the show that Atlanta housewives where we all get to see different ones who all is not married, but the show called Atlantic, Atlantic Housewives. But from what I have seen and what I have witnessed, uh, this don't sound like nothing of the virtuous woman that I speak of. It doesn't sound like any of the women that it shows that she used her hand to uh, knit. <laughs> she used her hand to feed her family. <laughs> she used her hands to lift up and praise God. So not on the shows that I've been seeing on television. I've been seeing shows of women jealous of one another going on fancy trips just to argue and to fight. Uh, but this is not the type of uh, the virtuous woman that we were talking about. Uh, the virtuous woman that I just said, when she opened her mouth, is open with mouth of wisdom, not mouth of ratchetness, uh, not a mouth of out of control, not a mouth of just being too ruthless at the time being. Uh, not a time when a woman just come out of her shoes and ready to fight and get busy with the family. No, ma'am, no, sir. That is not what he's talking about. <laughs> As you can see, the daughters wanted not to go. <laughs> but Opa said, hey, deuces, you said to go, I shall go. <laughs> but Ruth stood there and said, hey, no, ma'am, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I can't turn back to what I used to do. <laughs> I can't go back to that place. <laughs> Ruth was saying that I cling on to you because this is all that I know. This is all that I want to be a part of. <laughs> Think about the love that Naomi was showing them. <laughs> what Jesus shared with a woman at the well. <laughs> showing the love that Jesus had compassion upon Peter and a lot 
allow him to walk on the water. Just the same way the love that Jesus showed Stephen as he looked upon the heaven and said to the people, look, I see Jesus sitting on the right hand of God. Is it when the time when Peter was began, Stephen was began to speak, he spoke of wisdom and grace and full of knowledge. They couldn't handle what what Stephen had to offer. So they planned and plotted against him. But in in their dismay, they didn't understand what was happening at that moment. Uh, Jesus saw favor with him. Uh, even at his time of despair, they began to stone him. Uh, he said, Lord, forgive them for their sins because they know not what they do. And at the time a man stood there, a young man named Saul, and they laid it upon his feet to give the approval. Again, Baopa said, I'll go home. I'm leaving. You don't have to tell me twice. We cried. We shared our final tears together. So I know what it is to go home. But Ruth did not think in the same matter. Ruth said, this woman showed me love. This woman allowed me to marry her son. I spent 10 years with him and he departed here on this earth. <laughs> no longer did Naomi had her husband. No longer did Naomi had her sons. No longer did she have Opa because she decided to leave. But Ruth decided to stay there. She clinged on her just like a child cling on to you. <laughs> Whoever had a child before and when it was their first day of school, <laughs> that child clung onto your leg because they didn't want to enter to the building because they going to a place un- unfamiliary, are going to a place that they is unfamiliar to. They going to a place of the unknown. They don't know what to expect going to this new school. Ruth cling or clung to what she knew. It was no turning back. <laughs> there was no way she was going back to what she thought it was. Uh, she said, "I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I don't know what to expect there." Ruth said, "I'm not going back." to no hope. I'm not turning back to no peace. I'm not turning back to no despair. I'm not turning back to no depression. I'm not turning back to no way out. I'm not turning back to nothing. I'm not turning on back to no one to call or to dial or to text or to email or to instant message. I'm not turning back where I can't understand that there's no messenger. There's no FedEx. There's no UPS. There's nothing that I can turn back to. I ain't turning back to those old ways of what I thought it was and what it could have been and what it's not to be. I'm not turning back. Don't force me to go back. Don't force me to turn back to what I don't have. Don't force me. Naomi, I'm at the opportunity and I'm at the point of saying, don't force me to go. I told you where you go, I go. Where you lodge, I lodge. Where your God shall be my God. Right then and there. She had me with 
Your God will be my God. <laughs> it was an opportunity for a soul to be saved. <laughs> it was an opportunity for a new person to join Christ. <laughs> it was a new opportunity for a soul to be welcomed back into the fellowship. <laughs> it was an opportunity she wanted more. <laughs> it was an opportunity for an encounter with Jesus. <laughs> what can wash away my sin? <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Again, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Who can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, I can think about what she's sharing. She said, I can't turn back. There's nothing there but heartaches. I can't turn back. There's nothing there but headaches. I can't turn back because no, my back is oppressed against wall. I can't turn back because there's no hope. There's no way. And there's no will. There's no future. I can't turn back. I will not go back. So as Naomi began to see her daughter in distress, she began to look at her and just thought about what was best for her. But she didn't even think about what was best for her daughter-in-law. But she did tell them to go back to their families. Go back to what you used to have. But Naomi didn't understand that Ruth had a purpose. Ruth didn't want to go back to what she used to do. She didn't want to go back to smoking and drinking, partying from 24 hours and all day and night, coming out the clubs, carrying her shoes over her shoulder, walking on the ground because her feet hurt. She didn't want to go back to sleep into that man's bed or that woman's bed or whomever was available. <laughs> she didn't want to go back living homeless on the streets, <laughs> living from house to house. <laughs> she didn't want to go back to being homeless and living under underpass or going to the homeless shelter. <laughs> no, she wanted more. She said, I can't turn back. So as Naomi began to realize they began to walk together in agreement, saying, you are welcome in this place of honor. You offer the right hand of fellowship with Christ Jesus. <laughs> he has been offered to you, my child. <laughs> he will give you a brand new life. He will give you a life full of abundance, full of joy, full of his love. He will welcome you with open arms to be close to him. He will give you a brand new light that you've been looking for. He will give you what Stephen was looking up as he glanced upon him, he will give you the right hand of fellowship to be with him. He will give you new wisdom, a new wine, a new offer, a new day, a new field journey. He will give you 
a brand new life, a brand new goal, a brand new job, a brand new house, a brand new whatever brand new that you're looking for. He will give you. But can he trust you? Hey, can he trust you? Can he trust you? Can he trust you to hold on and not give up? Can he trust you to, to go forth and teach your children? Can he go forth and trust you that you won't get weary? You won't bow down. You won't give up. Can he trust you to give his word to, to the north? to the east, to the west, to the south. Can he trust you with his children? That's why Ruth said, I can't turn back. There's nothing there for me, but the life that you have shown me, I can offer it up to Christ this day and forevermore. So God is telling us, don't you dare turn back to what you used to do. Don't you turn to what you get you in this mess in the in this place don't you dare turn back to what caused your broken relationship with me don't you dare turn back to that bottle that you have given up for over 30 years don't you turn back into smoking those funny cigarettes uh, and that I bless you with a voice to be able to sing. I bless you with a voice to be able to reach out to the others. You said to me, if you let go of bronchitis, uh, that you, if I heal your body of bronchitis, uh, that you will speak to the lost to the unshave, uh, the men and women who behind prison walls. Uh, you said you would use your voice for my children if I healed you. So don't you dare turn back to that. Uh, you said that you will always be sober, that you will encourage people of God. Uh, God, lift them up right now. Show them your face, Jesus. Uh, those of you, don't you dare put bottle down in Jesus Christ. Put that cigarette down in Jesus Christ. No, that's not your husband. No, that's not your wife. Uh, go back to your family in the name of Jesus. Uh, he's there waiting for you. You can't turn back. God wants you to push forward. Uh, he wants you to be able to do what is pleasing to him. And he will fulfill the rest. Hold on, my brother. Hold on, my sister. Don't turn back. I can't turn back. He brought you too far. Get to the finish line. I know it's not easy. I know it's roadblocks in your way. But God has given you the power to knock them down. Don't get caught up what your mind say. Don't be caught up what the world say. Be moved by his spirit. Be moved by his might. Don't allow nothing to get in your way. Focus on Jesus Christ. Focus on Jesus Christ. For God is for you. Who can be against you? So my brothers and sisters, go in peace knowing that God loves you. Knowing that we all fighting this, but we are in a win-win situation. 
hold, cling to his unchanging hand. Cling to Jesus. He is there and willing and able. So share this podcast. Share it with those that you know. Share it with the ones you don't know. Share the link. Share the things. I'm working on some things that you all be in prayer with me. That God want to take this to a new level, a higher level. He want to meet, reach his people by any means uh, necessary. He has another vision for me to do even more work. And that I'm in prayer for. So I know that God will shall be done. In Jesus mighty name. Go in peace my brothers and sisters. Remember God is for us. Who dare can be against us. And have a blessed day. Until we meet again. Amen.